passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you use, and we are Live. Live. YouTube.com slash post wrestling. Hello, postmarks. Hello, everyone. Hello, NXT friends. Friends. We are here to talk about some NXT. Pretty so, pretty stacked NXT this week. Stacked. Yeah. That's right. In a in a world where wrestling never stops, it's the world we all live in, and there's always wrestling. And you know what? There's some good wrestling tonight on over on NXT as we head for Heat wave mm. in two weeks on on uh, NXT TV. So looking forward to that. But yeah, lots to talk about uh, with some NXT, and we're gonna dive all into it. Uh, I said the wrestling doesn't stop because we we just we're at some wrestling. We did a whole show about it too. Go find us poisonrana.ca for a link of all the stuff we do, including a podcast we just dropped on Sunday night. Sunday night, Sunday night, yeah, it's all kind of this, it's been a whirlwind a this last weekend, but yes, we put out a show Sunday night on the free feed, so go uh, subscribe to Poison Rana, just search for it, look for the the frog, the colourful frog, and yeah, we talked about our whole time in Detroit, uh, your time at GCW, I went to a Tigers game, of course, SummerSlam on the Sunday. Detroit Pizza. Detroit the, Pizza. The controversy of Detroit Pizza. Yeah, sorry, Saturday was SummerSlam, wasn't it? Right, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, our, our hotel. Uh, how we got, how Daniel Garcia, how Daniel Garcia helped us, us up. Yeah. Helped, helped to get us a hotel, kind of, sort of. Uh, how Fire Frank may, almost, almost uh, knocked over a, a, a Da Vinci? No, not a Da Vinci. Uh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Yes, a Dali. Uh, <laughs> the alarms buzzing. <laughs> he almost had to vanqu- vacate the title right then and there, getting arrested. Uh, lots of going on in that podcast, talking about our SummerSlam weekend. So go check it out. We had a... Uh, uh, action packed. We had a, a blast uh, watching the show, and then uh, we all fell asleep during the main event. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think that was the. the I've shown that picture to so many people. <laughs> you were like, did you enjoy the show? I was like, yep. But this was me in the main. <laughs> yeah, you, you. It was like a lot. There was a lot of sleep. I, I, I'm glad I wasn't. A lot the of people one. sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so go hear us talk about that over on the uh, Poison Rana feed, as well as uh, I'm sure there's going to be a, a what up though with Sino and B Detroit because we got to link up with those fellows as mm-hmm. well over in Detroit, which was a whole lot of fun uh, as well. So I'm sure they'll give some thoughts on the weekend eventually. I got the itch off this trip. 
I, I've already booked our accommodation for Mania. <laughs> yeah, you're a madman. You need to well, calm they down. They go on sale next week. Oh there, my and God. I thought, like, you know, accommodation might rocket once Mania's gone on sale. Yeah. So I just found a house. Just found a house for just all of us. Found a house for a few days. Just a bunch of people to stay in? Yeah. All right. It's well. going gonna, gonna to be fun. Yeah, all right. We're planning ahead for Philly. Yeah. So, uh,. Possibly going to WrestleMania 40. Maybe there'll be some uh, some other shows that weekend I might want to check out too. But mm. that's so far far down the line. But think ahead. I like your enthusiasm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Smart. Smart. Methodical. Uh, so we, we did SummerSlam and then, yeah, we came back. And then a uh, day later, well, I, we didn't watch Raw, but that's up for John and Way to do. But then here we are on, on Tuesday watching NXT. And a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, next week will be uh, the last show of just us two doing up next uh, for a couple of weeks as uh, B Detroit and John Ceno are going to be filling in for us because we're actually going to be uh, in Europe. Uh, we're going to be uh, gearing up for All In. We've got a little trip to Berlin booked as well. Uh, so check out the Poison Rana feed because we are going to be putting up some kind of uh, road diaries and things while we're away, but we will not be covering NXT uh, after next week. But don't worry, there will be a show with John and B. Yeah, Sino uh, and B Detroit are going to fill in for the next few weeks, and I, I believe they're going to do it sometime Wednesday, uh, whether it's morning, afternoons, yeah. but for the next few weeks. So next week we will be doing Tuesday night because the Wednesday is when we leave. But they'll be doing Heatwave. That's guess, right. That's yeah. right. They will be doing heat wow. waves. So they, we will have coverage of that. I trust Zeno and B. We'll write in feedback. <laughs> yeah, we'll write in some feedback. I'm sure we'll check out some of it, especially if Von Wagner's on the card. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll have those guys, uh, holding for it. And, mm. uh, if you haven't checked out What Up Though, you got to my new favorite podcast. And I know those two will, will, uh, gel well and have a fun time. Yeah. If you haven't heard these guys before, you're going to love them. So, yeah. uh, you're not going to miss us at all. Obviously, Sino was shot in the dark every mm-hmm. week as well, covering all the other wrestling, including women of wrestling, which is in the talk because AJ Lee departing oh. from women of wrestling. Therefore, maybe she shows up somewhere else. Interesting. Maybe, possibly. Uh, so Sino covers all that as well on that show. Uh, but it was SummerSlam uh, fever, some, the biggest party of the summer. And as we said, we're gearing up for our trip to Wembley. We decided to look at SummerSlam from Wembley from 1992, one of the most popular SummerSlams, if not the biggest one of all time. So uh, go check out that review over on our Patreon, uh, as well as uh, uh, Was Next dropping, where we look back at some retro NXT. We're planning on dropping some shows still, even though we're away. So we're kind of cataloging Mm. some. And tomorrow we're recording No Time to Die. Yes, we're finally finishing the Daniel Craig saga of James Bond, and uh, that will be released next week while we're away. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. We'll be bringing out our Bond ratings again, right. seeing which one is the best Daniel Craig Bond film. You're not going to pull out the Vespa martinis and we're going to get half out the bag again. No. Before we, we can... no we <laughs> Was that Casino Royale? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Vespa martinis? They, they were ruthless. Deadly. They Almost like ruthless. the Hoover at uh, in the Detroit. Yeah. The, the beer in the oh, shop. Oh, boy, yes. Uh, so yeah, return of our Bond reviews, and it's the last one in the Craig series. We rev- we we have reviewed all of them over on our Patreon, but we haven't in a long time. So we decided, just like they made us wait for the movie, you'll wait for the review. But that's coming out uh, next week. And then, hey, while we're while we're at it, uh, get your feedback in. We'll put it up maybe this week for the original All In. We're going to be reviewing that show uh, leading up to uh, the big All In twenty twenty three. Five years ago now, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, from 2018, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be looking back. So, lots of shows over on our Patreon, and it's only five bucks to support the boys. You get a whole month of access of 
all the podcasts we've done in that back catalog, so many NXT reviews, retro pay-per-view reviews, movie reviews. It's only five bucks. And uh, yeah, you want to buy us a beer on this trip? This is how you can do it and buy yourself some podcasts. Yeah, we, we earn Canadian dollars. So uh, <laughs> so beers are going to cost us a little bit more uh, That's right. back in old Blighty. But yeah, That's right. dollars so, are not strong. Uh, support your small content creators yeah. and support Poison Rana. So uh, po- Poison Rana over on the Patreon, but PoisonRana.ca for links. But also talking about uh, Bond ratings, I uh, brought out my Bond ratings for Post Wrestling's G1 That's right. reviews last week uh, when I was joined with Eric Marcotte. And I'm going to be doing it again tomorrow uh, as I'm joined with... Uh, joined by Karen, Karen yes. Peterson, to talk about uh, the G1. We're getting up to those quarterfinals now. Um, so I'll be recording that tomorrow, and that will be going on, uh, I believe, on the post-wrestling Patreon, I believe. Cool. And what have I got? Oh, God. This doesn't look good at all. What do you have to review? Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Shane Haste. Okay. Tori Yano versus Jeff uh, Coughlin. Uh, sorry, Alec Coughlin. Zack Sabre Jr. Goto. That could be okay. And Tanahashi Naito. Okay, that's. Mm. I think we're just going to talk about Io Shirai winning the yeah. winning the women's yeah, championship. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all right. Instead. That's yeah. right. That's right. Because Io Sky <laughs> gets me high, baby. That's right. We'll have to get Karen on for a Kyrie absolutely show because uh, we have done the Io show with her. She mm. knows her stuff. Uh, but yeah, damn. Uh, well, I'm sure you'll have. A oh, I'll have chat. fun. Yeah, and it's it's getting to the the like uh, right towards the end now. So it's every match matters. And uh, are we going live this Sunday with a new Poison Rana at 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. Uh, chatting about some some dynamites and hopefully more matches announced for All In. So you got to think. We'll got, we got to have some more matches announced, please. No, no, nothing will be announced on Dynamite. It's Collision. Collision's the announcement show now, right? right? That's right. Yeah, that's the only way they'll get me to, to watch it. Um, so yeah, I've been enjoying the No, me, me too. Me yeah. too. Me too. I did cherry pick this week just because of timing. But uh, we will give thoughts on everything AEW because we are getting ready for our Big all-in show and our all-in-it, bruv, show. Grapple lads and ourselves will be partying with a pre-show. It is sold out, so you can't come. Mm. However, we do have sort of uh, some room downstairs at the bar to kind of have as a, hey, standby kind of thing. So all nod is lost. Similarly, after all-in, I think the plan is to head back to Trinity, and uh, that isn't going to be ticketed just come along and first come first serve and we'll be partying the night away exactly maybe some wrestling karaoke yes. who knows it's going to be a fun time so let us know if you are making the trip for all in and uh we'll hope to see you people i i haven't listened to their their grapple yet but i know benno and jp checked out uh trinity Venue? bar the other day as they were both in london and uh yeah they, they said it's going to be a fun time they had a few pints there and they can uh confirm Lots of food uh, food options in the area. Kebabs. A lot of kebabs. A lot of kebabs. Kebabs, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I we, we always uh, alternate. Uh, us being roommates, we swap who makes food and when we watch NXT and stuff. And I, I asked you today, uh, should I make chili cheese fries? <laughs> and you said absolutely not. No, uh, I can't. I, I, I put on 10 pounds in two days. Since being in Detroit? <laughs> in Detroit. America. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, we, we, you made a very nice, like, barbecue <laughs> pork salad. with some salad. Like, it was, it was needed. Yeah. Too many Miller High Life's and, uh, and chili cheese fries from Detroit this weekend. But yeah, so I had salad. Uh, shall we talk about some NXT? I think so. Let's get to it. All right. Well, we'll talk about some NXT from Tuesday, August 8th. Happy birthday to my brother, Tyler. Uh, 2023. 
Yes, uh, live from the Capital Wrestling Center, and we open with a clip from last night's Raw, where Rhea and Dom uh, are kind of backstage, and Rhea says Dom is going to put Dragon Lee in his place and show and prove why he's the hottest. And Dom says he can't wait to put Dragon Lee in his place in front of his deadbeat dad. And then we see... Um, what is is this take your dad to work day or the other way around is it is it ray dropping his kid off at school because uh, ray mysterio and dragon lee are kind of in the car heading to nxt and uh ray says you're going to show why you're the future of lucha libre and show dom some humility so setting up the main event tonight uh with uh ray mysterio and dragon lee's corner to take on dominic mysterio yeah pretty cool ray mysterio being advertised for nxt uh Maybe possibly he'll wrestle here down the line, but pretty cool that he's just involved in this in any way. So, and also it is a sly way of having Dom work in NXT. Absolutely, yeah, and I think it helped today, exactly. We'll get to, and we start things off hot. It is commercial free for the entire first thirty minutes of the show. Axiom taking on Mustafa Ali. Um, Axiom, I I uh, liked his gear tonight. The the pink looked looked pretty good. Yeah, I I like. He still looks like a Power Ranger to me. And I I I there's a part in this match where it involves his mask kind of being ripped off. I kind of hope that every time that happens to him, that someone finally does it. And I'm still I'm on my own island, but I think this guy's an incredible wrestler. But I don't necessarily. It doesn't scream luchador. I still think he looks kind of not as. Like, compare his gear to, like, a Dragon Lee's gear. Mm. It doesn't quite... I don't know. I, I like it. I, I definitely... It's it's definitely improved since when he debuted it all. I, I think he looks cool. I, and Dom's I mean, I like Power Rangers, too. I, I was going to say, have you heard of Jushin Thunder Liger? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I like Power Rangers, too, sometimes. But I, I don't think it matches. Like, he wrestles pretty serious with submissions mm. and stuff. So I just find maybe... Uh, I don't know. But then again, before he was just some guy. He was just a kid. He was very bland. Exactly. Yeah. So Uh, Axiom hits a head scissors off the apron that sends Ali flying into the announce table. Uh, We see Scripps comes out with, uh, what, uh, Lucian Price and Bronco Nima. I'm I'm taking that off the top of my head. I I think I got it right. Wow. I think you did. Um, Uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about Scripps anymore now that we know that he was legit gang affiliated. Ali uh, is in the turnbuckle and kind of hits like a, almost like the buckshot lariat, but off of the turnbuckle. Kind of like Logan Paul. It's yeah, like. turning uh, Axiom inside out. Axiom goes for a springboard, but gets drop kicked off the apron. And then Ali goes to this like flying neck breaker, but Axiom catches it and turns it into an arm bar, then into this sleeper hold. Like really nice transitions. Yeah, just beautiful spot. So the move that... Ali always does is like this jumping neck breaker, but it gets caught into the arm bar. Then he turns it into a choke. Then he turns it into a guillotine. Like this guy is floating around like absolute nothing. Again, like love the technical wrestling. And then before this match, I think Ali went to a producer and said, guys, uh, Bill Goldberg's not under WWE contract anymore, is he? And they're like, no, cool. I'm hitting a fucking jackhammer yeah. in this match. Sean said, guys, do whatever you want in this match. So... Mustafa Ali hits a jackhammer, a real nice looking yeah. one on Ali. Uh, then Axiom comes back with a Canadian destroyer. <laughs> so again, Sean was like, yeah, do whatever. Whatever. No commercial. And then uh, hits his huge, like, top rope leaping moonsault to the floor where he just springs up. Yeah. Looks awesome. Yeah, he's he's on point. Ali comes back with a neckbreaker to the floor, uh, rolls 
Axiom into the ring and goes for the 450. Axiom moves, but Ali rolls through but gets hit with a satellite DDT from Axiom, uh, who goes to the pin. And as Ali kicks out, Axiom grabs the cross arm breaker right away. I always love the, the pin kick out into submission yeah. transition. Looks great. Uh, Ali comes back with a sharpshooter, transitions that into a cross face. And then Axiom hits the, uh, like, holding the wrist, jump up to the top rope, turn backwards into the moonsault DDT. Very Rey Mysterio Halloween, Halloween Havoc, havoc right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he knew Rey was here, so he exactly. had to pull it out, yeah. Looked very nice. Uh, Ali, uh, as Axiom is on the top rope, Ali maybe inadvertently, maybe deliberately pulls the mask up and kind of acts like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. But as Axiom is blinded, he shoves Axiom hard and he goes flying to the floor. Uh, Ali rolls him into the ring and hits a big 450 splash to pin Axiom 1-2-3 in a pretty sweet opener here. Yeah, great opener with both of these guys showcasing what they can do. Like, we're joking that, hey, just go out there and do whatever is probably what Shawn Michaels told them. But it's it kind of felt like that because they didn't have the commercial break and then they just wrestled. And there was some pretty cool moves, jackhammers, destroyers, moonsaults, like everything. And I thought both guys flowed really well. And then on top of that, Ali's been doing this kind of cheeky heel Izzy kind of thing. And it's not been hitting every week, but when you do something like this, it's clearly what they're going for. So I like it. it it's So after the match, Ali gets on the mic and basically calls out that he's next for the North American championship. Um, but I found it, um, they always seem to have given, whenever they've turned Ali heel, they've made him a bit of a, a whiner yeah. and a bit of a shit. But the difference is when it's on main roster and they do that, it's okay, you are a jobber and you are going to lose to everyone. Whereas NXT, it's kind of nice seeing him like play into that cockiness, but still have like great matches and in this case get the win. But the crowd were cheering for him afterward. When he calls out, see, he basically says, it's either Dom or Dragon Lee and I want next. And then the crowd just cheer, even though he he cheated anyways. But But, uh, I really like this match. Um, I. I think Ali fits so well in this mix, and I kind of like to keep him around here for for the time being. Yeah, absolutely. And NXT always puts me in a good mood when you start off with something like this. I don't know what the reason for the commercial thing was. They did it on. They do this every now and then. They did it with Raw yesterday yeah. as well, where the whole first hour was commercial. Free. It's it's pretty good, especially if you put a hot crack in match. Like my attitude for the rest of the show is well. At least I got that great match, and I I'd probably say this was match of the night, even though I really loved the main event. We'll talk about later, but yeah, this was great. I think also you wonder if okay, we've got. Rey Mysterio and Judgment Day on tonight's show. We kind of like previewed it on Monday. We might get a few extra eyes who don't normally watch us. Yeah, you'll tune in. You know who Ali is. You might not who know who this Axiom is, but you know it's going to deliver. And this, you didn't feel shortchanged with this match, with it being the you know commercial free as well. So no. it might have got people to go, "Wow, that was that was pretty good. I want to see more of this NXT thing." Yeah, definitely, definitely a hot opener. Great, great part of the show. Uh, Throughout the whole night, Schism are uh, searching for the Creed brothers. Yeah, not a great part of the show. So uh, <laughs> they're just finding different tag teams and people. This Are you the Creed brothers? <laughs> Do you know where the Creeds are? No, haven't seen they them. They beat <laughs> up Nicky and Jiro here. And says, poor Jiro catching poor straight. Jiro. It's all your fault for bringing Jiro I into know, this. It was, yeah. 
if you say it will happen. Uh, Creed Brothers, uh, they say, Creed Brothers, we will find you even if we have to turn NXT upside down. So they're threatening to beat up everyone until they find the Creeds. This is the worst looking gang I've ever seen. The yellow masks are terrible. <laughs> what goofs. Like, what are you doing? What geeks? But then it cuts to Booker telling Vic Joseph, yo, that could be you. you yeah, you better watch up. out. You better watch out. Booker's not like, yo, if, that, if they come by, I, I got, got you. you. It's, no, 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 you're on your own. <laughs> and I'm on my own too. Uh, we go to uh, our next match, Kalani Jordan taking on Blair Davenport. And we see a little like Instagram video from Kalani before the match saying that she wants to call out the most feared woman in NXT. She said how much Dana was a badass last week and she wants to show her killer instinct. And she that Blair may underestimate her, but she does have a few tricks up her sleeve. So are we going to see deathmatch Kalani like we thought we might last week. Yeah, deathmatch or Catwoman outfit. Neither. Yes, neither. Um, the the two start... Kalani hits this kind of awkward-looking Rana quite early on. It's uh, something in wrestling, and it's not just this match, but it happens a lot, where someone hits a Rana, but they still go for the rotation, even though it's completely botched. Yeah. Like, I think Charlotte did it a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and people were clowning. But it happens like it happens to like people like Charlotte on the main roster, and it happens to people here. But it always looks so goofy yeah. when that happens. Uh, Blair tries to throw Jordan out of the ring, but Jordan kind of comes back in with a sort of 619 through the ropes uh, and comes back to Blair. Uh, Blair goes for like a tilt roll backbreaker, but Jordan like uses her kind of gymnastics background to sort of flip out of it into a backslide for a two count. Uh, Blair starts to get a little uh, agitated, so starts throwing Kalani face first into the ropes for a two count and then applies a rear chin lock, which Kalani escapes and then starts to come back with some clotheslines and this cartwheel into the back elbow. Uh, Jordan then sets up for what looked like might be the overdrive. Uh, <laughs> Randy Orton, Randy. what uh, MVP, the playmaker. That it's the one of the worst wrestling moves ever. I don't understand that. That hurts someone. You try doing that you're in a real fight. to the mat with your leg. I don't know. You're driving your own knee yeah, into the mat. I, I've always been confused watching this move, but also think it looks kind of. Cool, trying to think like Maven used it maybe. Oh man, so I many always think use- of like. Blue and yeddy, yellow Adidas shorts. Randy. Randy. Yeah, it's so bad. Smackdown Randy. I, oh, man. I remember I remember like play fighting his kids and being like, this is the worst move ever. How does this hurt someone? But she didn't hit it. She didn't hit it. Uh, Davenport fights out and then knees her in the face, hits a double stomp to the back of a draped Jordan, and then hits the Kamagoye for the win. Kamagoye on NXT. Mm. You love to see it. Yeah, this was uh, a little messy, but this this is Kalani's third match, third match here. Yeah. Like, and you got to give her some credit. I think the gymnastics background will come into play, so I won't. I can't be too hard on on this, to be honest. But Blair, I do think maybe like could be put into a bigger the, the feud with Roxy. I guess like where do you do with her after? Because she's a heel, and we have a heel champion. But maybe like put her on the main roster. I don't, I don't know. It, it feels a bit of a um, a rehab feud. Uh, yeah. like a rehab match for Blair like she'll be getting Dana next week which I imagine Davenport will win yeah, as well yeah. um, but also yeah this is Jordan's third match she is pretty green but also she shows some things that we've seen in the past with like these gymnastics uh, Sol Ruka who we saw like improve pretty quickly before her injury uh, like Casey Catanzaro who was all kind of 
would try some flashy gymnastics things and now has kind of put it all together a bit more. So I think there is promise from her, but uh, it wasn't the prettiest of matches. Um, I, I saw Kalani Jordan wish uh, her hubby a happy birthday on social media. Oh, yeah? Carmelo Hayes. They're married? The NXT champion. No, no. It looked like they're just a, a thing. But I was like, oh, good for good for these two. Nice. I love seeing lo- young love in yeah. wrestling. Cute couple. Nice. Yeah. I always hold, cross our fingers and knock on wood for wrestling relationships. But, you know, yeah, love it. Love to see it. They seem to be working a bit better these days. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. That's why. It ain't the 80s and 90s anymore. Yeah. And 2000s. I, you'd hope so. Or yeah. maybe it's just because we're in the part where everything seems good. Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, after the match, Dana, who's all in black, which means, you know, she's getting meaner, uh, <laughs> takes off her belt and starts chasing Blair with it, trying to whip her. And Jordan pulls D- uh, Dana back and Dana like cocks her fist back like she's going to whip Jordan. And I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. And Jordan's like, yo, chill. Yeah, Dana just lost just her mind on on something here. She's losing her shit and would continue to lose it. Later on, I think even more, that definitely had me uh, yeah. laughing. <laughs> we go to Von Wagner. <laughs> oh, my God. Cuts to Von Wagner backstage wearing a custom-made T-shirt. You're gonna get tabled. <laughs> and I turn to you immediately. Tweet WWE <laughs> Shop right now. We need this. <laughs> I love this man. God uh, bless Von I'm Wagner. i think. It's not even very chantable, is it? <laughs> you're going to get tabled. You're going to get tabled. For American chants, no, but you're going to get tabled. Clap, clap, clap. I don't know. It's you're going to get tabled. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to get tabled. Love is it. Is what this guy has on and his And it's shirt. classic, like, black shirt with blocked white <laughs> Impact font. You're going to yeah. get tabled. <laughs> he didn't even make the font himself. He went to the store. They went to the shop, and the guy just went, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. Is this good? Yeah. Ariel, the top Love one. <laughs> this is true, and real NXT fans know the the importance of the homemade T-shirt. <laughs> we we just uh, recorded uh, Was Next. A retro NXT. We're right in that time where you've got, uh, like, Sasha in custom homemade boss t-shirts enzo and Cass in soft t-shirts hey kevin owens did it too so exactly. technically yeah I, I i love this you're not though. gonna sell me a t-shirt exactly I'm making one. exactly so screw that you know what i bet you they will eventually make this shirt. i think so i think so uh he says people have talked garbage all my life and it cuts deep but bronny bron needs putting in his place so hey bronny boy I got a special reservation, table for one, and it's got your name on it. Because tonight, you're going to get tabled. <laughs> tonight, your ass is going to get tabled. I love Holy. this man. I, like, whenever he does, like, the Bronny boy, he's done yeah. it before with other people. It's just so funny. Oh. I think his promo has become, like, really endearing. And now he's a baby face. It's just like, yeah, I'm rooting for this guy. I don't think I was Reservation more Reservation for one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. I love this so much. And, like, I got hyped for this match. I'm like, yeah. yo, these guys are going to kill each other. What's going to happen? I, my brain was just thinking of all the possibilities. And, and I want to see Braun get powerbombed through a table after this promo. I thought this was really great. Uh, just the extra mile from, from Von Wagner here, who's, like, becoming... Uh, you know, I was I was always in his corner, but I feel like now everyone's kind of yeah. softening up to Von Wagner, and I love to see it. So good for Von. We go to a rounds match for the real AEW. Well, wait, sorry, no, 
<laughs> Noam Dar's Heritage Cup. Yeah, he's just spray paint an X over it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Noam did it first. That yeah, he's innovative. Where yeah. the other the other channel yeah. is recycling. Exactly. Uh, it's Noam Dar versus Tyler Bate, and yes, Noam Dar's kind of fake Heritage Cup is on the line here. Yeah. Uh, him justifying it as well, he never actually got pinned for it. It was yeah. Oromensa who lost it, so came with this new cup which he's defending here. Yeah, the the lineage is getting a bit silly, but we'll, it'll get fixed by the end yes. of tonight. Um, so round one, remember it's uh, three minute rounds, uh, six three minute rounds, and two out three falls. So round one, uh, Bait gets Dar grounded with a head scissors, and Dar powers out and applies a uh, like a knee bar. They keep trying to submit each other, keep flipping out of each other's submissions. The transitions are pretty nice here. Bait goes for the bop and bang. Uh, but Dar isn't going to fall for that. He's worked with Bates yeah. quite a lot and uh, blocks it. And then both knock each other down as the clapper goes. Ten seconds le- left. So they start brawling as the round ends. And uh, Dar goes to his corner where obviously he's got Metaphor, uh, who are Lash Legend fanning him or Immensa <laughs> giving him water. They're toweling him. And Bait doesn't have anyone in his corner. And he's just kind of meditating. Sometimes it's all you need. Yeah. We go to round two, and Bait hits his uh, rebound clothesline, which knocks Dar off the apron, and then hits his big top, like over the top rope dive, like the Undertaker kind of thing. Yeah, it looks just like the Undertaker, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Taking Dar out on the floor, and then hits the Tyler Driver 97 in the ring, and gets the first fall. So we go to commercials, and we come back, and there's about 20 seconds left of round three. And both are knocked down on the mat. And Bate managed to, to kind of hit his bop and bang on the mat, like while their back's down. And both are kind of passed out here. But Bate's hand falls on top of Dar for like two and three quarter count as round three ends. Whoa. We go into round four and Dar starts coming back with his uh, really nice looking kicks. Uh, Bate hits a... Sorry, Bate hits his back elbow off the second and then does the aeroplane spin, followed by a running shooting star. But Dar catches this with an inside cradle for a good near fall and then uh, hits his awesome looking back elbow, like the Judas effect, but, you know, good. Um, <laughs> it's it's almost as good as Andra- Andrade's. Yeah, Andrade's still got the best, yeah, I think. Yeah. But this was pretty snappy. Um, Dar then applies a knee bar in the middle of the ring and has it locked in for quite a while. Bate keeps him crawling to the ropes, but Dar pulls him right back. And then bait taps with 30 seconds left to go on the clock as we go into round five. And Dar hasn't let go of the hold, causing Uh-oh. more damage. Um, so when the bell rings, Dar starts kicking away at the left knee, uh, which is damaged from the uh, knee bar. Uh, bait comes back with a rolling Liger kick to the back of the head, which looked great. And then comes in with a flurry of punches, uh, hits a German on Noam, which flips him over to his belly. And then goes for the rebound clothesline, but Noam catches it with another knee bar. And Tyler manages to counter out that with a deadlift German. Knocks Mensar off the apron and then goes for the inside cradle for a two. This time does connect with the rebound clothesline. Goes for the Tyler driver, uh, but Dar counters it into a pin, which Bate counters it into a pin of his own and gets it one, two, three. Really great action. I'm still not... Completely sold on rounds matches, but these two can make it very entertaining because kind of similar to the guys earlier in the earlier opening match, like 
both are kind of smaller, so can do like kind of fast, high flying action almost. But then their submission and like actual wrestling skill, they're like really talented. And uh, you mentioned they know each other obviously from the indies and NXT UK and all that stuff. So these two wrestling, I'm sure, could do it with their eyes closed probably. And I, I really got into this, and I, I but I do. I do feel the same way after every time I watch a rounds match. I go, that was really good. I want to see it just in a normal match. Mm. And may, that's not the best way to feel after, I guess, these things. But it does separate it and make it its own difference. And I totally like can appreciate that. But the wrestling aside, like, yeah, these two are, are, are great. And I was genuinely shocked that Tyler beat him because of the whole mm. storyline, which then just makes things even funnier that this man has now lost a cup twice, yeah. <laughs> technically. I mean, he didn't get pinned by, you know, the whole Mensa thing. So it's just funny. Yeah, I, I have felt that with some of these rounds matches where it, I've found it's been a hindrance. I thought they worked it really well here and I, I really enjoyed it. And it does break up the show and it makes this division feel different. Um I like how kind of each round was a bit separated. Like the first was very like evenly matched with submissions. Then you got like a kind of more striking round, had more of a high flying round. And you you get like these little mini sprints in it, which I I do kind of enjoy. Um, And yeah, I I, at this point in the show, I'm like, oh, it is pretty funny because he could be dark and be even more depressed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly where I thought it was going to go to as someone's crazy outside. I thought that's where it was gonna go to, where he like he's gonna go sad again. Yeah. But doesn't I don't know if it goes. Yeah, give it a third cup. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? We go backstage to Tank and Hank, and Tank says he's fired up, and he's been trying to come up with a team name that perfectly sums up who they are. I thought their team name was Hank and Tank. No, he he needs a, a proper name. Right. So he suggests Smash Mouth, and Hank's like oh, some. Pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, Smash Mouth, it just works, it's great. And this is when Schism walk in and uh, they're like, oi, idiots. And they're like, no, haven't you heard? We're Smash Mouth now. <laughs> and they ask him, where are the creeds? And they don't know, so they beat them up and leave these two lying. Yeah, uh, Schism, uh, not a fan of Smash Mouth. Clearly not. Yeah, they might as well be walking on the sun. We see Ilya Dragunov, who uh, is backstage heading to the ring, and he says, uh, I'm going to the ring and expect Trick Williams to meet me there, and I hope Trick Williams likes pain. <laughs> Damn. So this has been going a few weeks since, kind of before the Great American Bash, where Trick's got beef with Ilya. But now he's really pissed, because he cost him the, exactly. the title. So I hope he likes pain. <laughs> Ilya looking great in his suit, as always. Yeah. Yeah, like the the goatee stuff makes him look like a pirate, but when he dresses nice, it's like it it's works. not. Yeah, yeah. So we see Carmelo Hayes in the locker room, and he's watching this, and is worried for his buddy Trick. And this is when DiJack comes in, Captain Justice, and says, "You shouldn't be worried about him. You should be worried about me." And Melo just goes, uh, I don't have time to worry about you. Completely brushes him <laughs> Yeah, he's off. like, hey, little, uh, you know what? Never mind. I don't want to talk to you guys. And this is when Wes Lee walks in and is like, hey, I, I need a word with the champ. And, and Melo's like, really? Right now? So Dijak interrupts him and says, oi, look, you're not in the title picture anymore. Not any title picture. Oh. Wes says, well, neither of you are you. And Wes wants to have a chat with the champ and turns and Melo's already left. He's like, ah, screw these guys. And Dijak says, hey, don't think I've forgotten our last encounter and I'm going to give you a reminder. And he beats up Wesley. 
Yeah, Dijak is delusional as a character for someone I'm just watching a TV show here. Uh, Dijak is mad at Eddie Thorpe because Eddie Thorpe won a match that he like was a fight pit type yeah. thing, like the underground match, and died and goes, "Wow, like I'm pretty tough. I won that tough that tough fight." And Dijak goes, "Whoa, I'm the toughest guy here," and then beats him up. When D- Dragonoff says, "I'm the toughest guy here," he beat Dijak. So Dijak can't say that he's the toughest guy here. When he then goes to Wes, like, hey, I'm don't forget about me. Yeah, don't forget about me. I beat you already. So yeah. this guy just keeps getting involved. But he like, did beat Eddie Thorpe. He beat he Eddie Thorpe. Yeah. And still. he's never faced Mello. Right. They've never faced before? Mm. Oh, okay. No. Interesting. So I, yeah. That's what he wants. Like, he's I like, know what you mean, though. He's lost to it's uh, like, yeah. Dragunov and... And he's he's our NXT Kane right now. Yeah, like he's just like the big man with the big boot, and that's cool. But the character is pretty like it's silly. very two dimensional. Yeah, it's too Terminator and silly. But uh, I guess any any like any way of these matches, like whether it's Mellow Dijak or Wes Dijak was really good before, so a rematch is cool. But any iteration or even like a, a multi man match possibly down the line could be in the future because yep. I, I could see that with all these different people wanting their shot. I, I can see Dijak Mello happening pretty soon as well. Yeah. Could be a TV special rather than a, a big Heatwave. Daily, but yeah. Maybe. Heatwave, maybe. Ilya Dragunov comes out and calls out Trick. And uh, Trick comes out saying, he ain't kumbayaing tonight. This isn't anything nice. And he says, you're not backing down and I'm not backing down either. But before you start headbutting me, let me holler at you. And Ilya asks, are you serious right now? You really want to do this? You really want to fuck with me? And he says, after what you did to me at Great American Bash, you have no right to make demands. So take one step closer and I'll remind you what happened last time uh, you got in the ring with me. And Trick gives him props. He calls him a bad boy. And he has a proposal. (laughs) You a bad boy. Uh, He says... Uh, Ilya wants retribution for losing the title uh, due to the sorry losing the title shot yeah. for like headbutting the championship and he says you know you're the reason I'm not NXT champion uh, yet uh, Trick says hey remember what you said about me being collateral damage in the midst of a fight that's just what it is I didn't hit you you ran into the title so let's settle this in a match where I can prove to the world what I'm capable of and show the world that Trick Willy ain't a sidekick. A match where I go against one of the best and prove one of the best. Go against the guy that beat Gunther. Guy that beat Bron Breaker. And Ilya says, look in my eyes. These eyes burn red when I get really angry. And the wrath fills me. Each time something happens, this Trick Willy happens. And nothing is stopping me this time. Think what you're asking for, because I will break you. Yes, uh, very Rocky Four here. I will. We have the Russian guy saying, "I will break you," but it, he screamed. I need to hear Ilya Dragunov do Bane as well. <laughs> yeah, just read the script of Bane. Yeah, that would be pretty good. He has a great f- future in voice acting and, and acting. He, I would love to just hear him do uh, to be or not to be. <laughs> yes. Oh, he looks like a Hamlet. Yeah, right. Totally play in Hamlet. that in that outfit. 100%. Like have a skull in his yeah. hand. Yeah, to be or not to be, I will break it's you. It's what makes it. His like, like dialogue is very Shakespearean, and it yeah. just works for him so well. He's so unlike everyone else in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Trick says you better bring your A game because I'm bringing mine. And in two weeks at Heatwave, I want to prove I'm one of the best. 
And Ilya says he admires his courage and says, I'll see you at Heat Wave where your career will die. Damn. Pretty sinister baby face here. I loved this. I thought this was great and really built up a match that I think six months, a year ago, you'd go, ah, just Trick Williams being fed to Ilya to build up a mellow feud. Whereas now I think Trick has leveled up and I kind of want to see him yeah. like really go toe to toe with this guy. I, I appreciate real storylines like this where like, uh, call me crazy wrestling. It's supposed to be wrestling, even though they don't use that word on these shows. Uh, it's supposed to be like, like a sport, right? So when this guy's truly upset that he's like been cast aside as the sidekick and that people think I'm just being fed and stuff like that, that he's doing that. It's a whole like story arc of like a real, it's almost like someone being like, you know, you, you watch real sports or when I watch Ted Lasso and the player's like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to the other team because I need to. Like, mm. I can't just be on your side. I need to to be my own. It's, it's, it's kind of similar. And all he wants to do is just fight this guy. So it's really simple if you think about it because this show, NXT, has been littered with so many Degrassi high bullshit gimmicks and stuff when really it's stuff like this that draws me. is is what I like the most about wrestling is when they try to make it seem like it's important to be wanting to fight and be good and win and that it's so simple i think what's been great with the trick character as well is they've never really kind of throughout his whole time in nxt they've never pretended that he's one of the best there's been quite a few times where mellow and not in a condescending way right has been like are you sure you want to do that? And like times where, you know, Trick just loses and it's, yeah, he's not at that level yet. Right. But they always bring up on commentary. Even commentary, yeah. He's one of the hardest working in the PC. This guy has been improving. And he feels like an actual real, you know, as you said, not a character, but this guy who started off really green. He's training every day and now he's calling out one of the top guys. Yeah. And I can see this being one of the matches where, you know, Dragunov will win. Of course. But will but... kind of give him that respect after the match absolutely uh i'm i'm looking forward to this i think and i i thought this segment was pretty good just a complete clash of promo styles as well with like isn't that make it more like better shakespeare yeah. versus the rapper kind of thing yeah it, 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 yeah it, it's good and i enjoy uh trick even more later uh when he yeah. makes me laugh even more but yeah loved it this post wrestling podcast is brought to you by nerd wallet smart money podcast Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister. And putting away more money for retirement, because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. We see uh, Gulak and Dempsey, and uh, we learn that they were meant to have a match against Smash Mouth tonight. Uh, but Damn. They're, uh, the match is called off because they're now not medically capable to fight after being beaten up. And Drew says that they are S-O-F-T soft. Kind of weird that it's not spelling it the same way. Well, he was... Paired with Enzo for a while, wasn't he? Oh, in the right, thing. right, I think right, he used right. to do this then. He used to spell it properly. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, true. Um, so a nice callback to his best friend, Enzo Amore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NXT icon. Uh, he also used the word wambulance. Yeah. I love a good wambulance reference. Shout out Joe Dirt. They're saying, Charlie Dempsey says, everyone is soft. 
And then uh, Kemp comes in with holes in his shirt. Yeah, for a guy, you know, this shirt probably costs more than, like, you know, our life. But uh, it had a lot of holes and it looked kind of dirty. It, during uh, the pandemic, when we could only, like, drink outside. Yeah. There was this night where we saw this guy hanging around this table. And like we, a huge table with bottle service. And we weren't sure if he was bothering them or was part of the group because he was wearing a shirt kind of similar to this. And, you know, some of the stars with the long beards and stuff. And we're going, is this guy homeless or is that like a $500 shirt? And he's wearing slides. Yeah. And he looked like he was kind of dirty. But the shirt was like dirty, beat up and had rips and tears in it and stuff. And we're like... Is he homeless or? And then, like throughout the, the like the hour, we're like, oh, but he's still here, so he's got to be part. Of, yeah, he's got to be drinking with them. They don't seem to be mad. Uh, at him. And then, like, he's like kind of off by himself at one point. We're like, no, 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 he's he's homeless, he's homeless. And then, like, the the check comes, and he's like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> that's Damon Kemp, right? That here. was Damon Kemp here. We're like that. <laughs> fucking holes that in his shirt. That's probably like five hundred bucks or something <laughs> stupid. Um, Kemp says he wants to prove that he's tough and kind of be with these guys. And they say, well, that's going to be two on one. We're looking for a, like a, a match and a fair fight here. So Briggs and Jensen walk in and they say, hey, we're big, tough boys. You looking for a fight? What do you say? Want to do it? Let's yeah. go. You, want, you say the NXT locker room is soft? We'll show you soft. Yeah. This right here. Uh, happy that we've seen these boys because we haven't in such a long time. Yeah, it feels uh, it's been a while. It miss, feels like it's, these lads. Yeah, it feels like way too long. They've been a huge part of the show and just been like take, the other other acts have been given opportunities and that's totally fair. But happy to see them and I think this would be a pretty good match as well. So we see uh, Kelly Kincaid backstage who approaches Bron Breaker and says, "Bron, uh, what do you have to say uh, about Von Wagner's comments?" Bron's like. What did Vaughn say? He, <laughs> he said, didn't watch it. And she goes, well, he said he's going to put you through a table. <laughs> Give me a break. Walks off. Yikes. He's going to eat those words. Yeah. Later tonight. We see Rey Mysterio talking to Roxanne Perez backstage and says that her, her win over Blair Davenport was a statement victory. And that means a lot. And Roxanne says that means a lot coming from you. Thank you, Rey. And Rey says, you know what's next. Kind of, I, don't, I gathered, like, you know, go for that title now. I'd say, yeah, I'd say No Mercy is Roxy versus Tiff. Makes sense, right? yeah. And then Ray... Ray's like, sorry, I gotta talk to someone else. Thea! Thea! Thea Hale! <laughs> and Thea's all nervous because it's Ray Mysterio talking to her. It was pretty much me when I met Ray Mysterio. When you like, met D.L. Holy... Brown? <laughs> yeah, any wrestler. Holy shit! <laughs> You're Ray Mysterio. Ray says, I know what it's like to be the ultimate underdog. I know you've been struggling, but I see the heart. I truly believe you'll be a champion. Be patient and believe in yourself. And Thea asks, Ray, do you still love your son? (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like, I kind of wish you didn't ask me that. And he goes, look, he's been hanging out with the wrong people, but he's my son and I will always love him. And Thea goes, I hope one day he understands who is is real family. Sorry, Ray says, I hope he understands one day who his real family is. And Thea's like, oh, okay. And that's when Duke Hudson and Andre Chase walk in. I'm like, wow, Thea, you got to meet Rey Mysterio? And Thea just looks at Andre and goes, unlike you, he wouldn't throw in the towel. Oh, it just, the the dig. Yeah. Hurting. But where is the lie? She's totally right. Chase, you you screwed up, man. Or did he? We don't know. She's like, she's She's pissed. She's been mad for 
two weeks now. Even Rey Mysterio watched that shit and was like, yo, you okay, girl? Yeah. He was, whoa, oh, Roxanne, screw you. I got to talk to Thea Hale here. Rey Mysterio's just like got to be like one of the nicest guys in wrestling. And Rey clearly watches NXT yeah. every week because he's, he's like, oh, he, he loves the women's division. NXT. Roxy, you're going to be beating Tiff. Hey, Thea, you almost had her, but you know your yeah. time will come. You're young. Ray is just, uh, everyone needs to be, like, you never hear anything bad about Ray. No. So, reminder, two-parter, best match ever, Ray Mysterio mm. over on our Patreon from a few months ago, where we're, I'm wearing a Ray shirt you got me for my birthday. Thank you very much. It's, it's vintage. Vintage Ray Mysterio <laughs> is his massive face on it. Uh, yeah, we're big Ray Mysterio fans after doing two different podcasts covering his whole entire career in and out of WWE, so, uh. When he does a segment where he's just being really nice to people, I totally believe that's just how he is because I there's n- no one has ever said any bad thing nope. about Rey Mysterio. We go to Big Lads Wrestling. Oh, meat no, slapping yeah. meat. Yeah, we went to SummerSlam. We didn't tell this story. We went to SummerSlam and a group of guys behind us, like maybe twenty minutes into into Cody versus Brock, they all were getting riled up, and the one guy goes, "No bread." And then the other guy in the group goes, no water. And then me and you, without even looking at each other, both turn. Like, we didn't plan this. We both turn back to them and I, all in unison go, just, just me. <laughs> and these guys re- pop so hard for that. They're like, we're like best friends now. And uh, this is how I feel about this match because it's no bread. It's no water. It's absolutely just meat. Braun v. Vaughn. And Vaughn's got a good few inches on Braun as well here. I mean, Hey now, yeah, he's he's taller. Than, <laughs> he's 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 huge. Like con- considering Braun Breaker versus a lot of other guys in NXT, he's usually the big dog. He's b- a bit bigger, but considering Von Wagner, yeah, side by side, Von is over oversizing him by, for sure. So uh, both are going for like clotheslines and shoulder tackles, trying to knock the other guy down, um, and then eventually uh, Braun knocks down Von with a shoulder tackle. Vaughn comes back and knocks down Braun with a shoulder tackle and then hits this nice double underhook suplex. Yeah. And then we get the table chance right away. Braun, uh, so Vaughn sets up the table uh, on the outside, but Braun gets out the way and then gets back in the ring. And he runs the ropes with so much speed where he knocks Vaughn down with a big clothesline. Yeah, he ducks a clothesline and runs the ropes really fast. And for a big guy like the football, I guess, background, he mm. looks like a bullet when he runs these things. Uh, Braun hits a big German suplex and then a vertical suplex with a kip up, followed by the standing moonsault. He kind of overshot Vaughn here. He keeps doing the Steiner push-ups and He's everything doing the push-ups as well. push-ups and is just chatting shit to Vaughn. Uh, Von tries to fight back but gets kneed in the gut and then both run the ropes and knock each other down with a double clothesline. Von is the first one up and Bron goes to like hit him and he catches one arm, catches the other arm and delivers three headbutts <laughs> yes! with his metal head. The titanium headbutt. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't sell it as much. I think they could... I think they could have tweaked that a bit. That's the only gripe. Yeah, commentary didn't really sell it at all, did they? Because how many weeks have I been... The first thing I thought of when they showed me his big, gigantic, titanium head as a baby. Okay, why aren't you headbutting people? So they didn't do it. They didn't sell it as maybe it was a big, big thing. Or maybe you should have just hit one and uh, Braun just like collapses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He hits a running clothesline in the corner, followed by a big boot. There are we want table chants. But unfortunately, Vaughn turns into a spear from Bron Breaker, winning the match one, two, three. But it ain't over. 
Bron Breaker grabs Robert Stone, drags him in the ring, and hoists him up for the military press slam when Vag- Wagner saves him, knees Bron out of the ring, and then hits a huge powerbomb through the announce table. The crowd go wild. Uh, and Vic Joseph's candy goes flying, flying everywhere. The visual of this powerbomb through the table was just so good. I don't know what it is about seeing like sweet-looking wrestling moves, but as a, a huge powerbomb, like this guy's huge and Braun is huge. This, this whole table exploded and Vic Joseph's candy jar thing like cracked into a million pieces. And Braun's selling. He's doing like the John Moxley thing here where he's like arching his back and like twitching his <laughs> yeah. hands like, ah. Well, I mean, he landed on like the like the microphones, monitor, like, monitors, yeah. cables, whatever it all is. But really great looking spot, and the replays did it justice. So I I was hooting and hollering watching this part. Like, yeah, Vaughn, you lost the match, but w- we got what we really needed to see here. And you did not lie to the people. You power bombed him. Stone then goes for a hug, and Vaughn is like Ryan Gosling similarly. He's like, no, 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 we're not, we're not that close. Back off. Like Back fist off. bumps him. <laughs> And Stone just rips his shirt open. And they're like, they don't care that they didn't win the match. I thought this whole segment was pretty fun. The match was pretty, you know, didn't last too long. Big slabs of meat slapping meat. Yeah. And uh, I liked the Von kind of power up towards the end, leading to the spear. But the the table spot was great. I I'm really enjoying Von Wagner at the moment. Von Von's career is just going to be his whole gimmick is he's going to lose all his matches, but just power bump people through the tables, and people will. Absolutely love it. So mm. keep doing that, I guess. I imagine Braun's pissed and wants a rematch, a tables match or something. Yeah. But uh, Vaughn... Yeah, yeah right? why not? Yeah, like that sure. would make sense. A yeah. heat wave, right? So a tables match. <laughs> I'm just making that up. I'm, I'm imagining yeah, no, that, that kind of makes sense. It's probably where it goes. So uh, I imagine that's where it goes. But I, I like Vaughn. I think he could have a bit more of a, a mean side to him, but I guess he's kind of playing babyface here. But he's big, so uh, him hitting that powerbomb, again, was a... Highlight of the night for me, uh, screaming out loud because just visually appealing of that candy mm. in the slow mo of the candy just flying up in the air. So good stuff. Uh, we see Eddie Thorpe in the woods. There's some music playing. We see the stars. I get worried when NXT people, NXT talent go into the the, the parking lot, and when NXT talent go into the woods because either you you hang out with Von Wagner, and Kyle O'Reilly, drinking beers, or you're Joining some some sort of clan with Baron Corwin. I'm yep. not quite sure. <laughs> uh, he says he talks about this takes him back to his roots, like he's uh, what Native American. And, yes, yeah. Uh, all the traditions that come with that. And he isolates himself in nature and sees his, I think he called it his uha, which is like his spirit animal. And we see in the stars like a, a wolf made of these stars. It's almost like a like a Patronus from Harry Potter, like this uh, this wolf just flying in the sky. Yeah, uh, it, it some pretty cool animations, mm. I'd say. Not not something we normally see in a wrestling show is like an animated kind of thing while he's explaining stuff. So kind of cool and stands out. He's saying he's furious because Dijak dropped him twice with that big boot and left him with an injured arm. But to change the outcome of our rematch, I need to refocus and readjust. And uh, then he says, Hola, hey which means to move forward without fear. Um, I felt like he was going to break into, like, I can go the distance or something like that. It felt very Disney. Music video, It felt yeah. like Simba talking to, like, right. his father, Mufasa in the stars or something like that. But it was, it was kind of cool. Yeah. I kind of wanted... I kind of was expecting he was setting up his DJ equipment and then, like, 
spinning to mm. the to the animals, which I was like, all right, let's go. Didn't quite get to that, but I th- I do like that it's completely something different. There there really isn't uh, this kind of stuff being shown in wrestling. What other characters have this? You know, it, it would be cool to have like a like a a new modern sort of you know not as stereotypical as like a Tatanka, but right? Like, yeah, yeah. Have a a big Native American superstar and it's finding a way to make this work in the in the matches right. as well like i think maybe his his gear or something needs something a bit more cuz he just wears like trunks and boots doesn't he really um but like i i prefer this over the dj stuff personally yeah yeah and, I, I, and i'd like to see them try to bring it in but like in a tasteful not cheesy way if that's possible yeah that's where i'm kind of at like again it kind of looks like a disney music video or something i was expecting him to be like showing what he does, but really you don't, you're right. You don't need the DJ thing. It needs to be him. Like again, like wrestling fighting. And he did say in the promo where it's, he lost to Dijak, So he wants to get that win back. So I imagine we do go to that match again to kind of get him back on track, but a bit different from what we've seen in wrestling. So it definitely stands out. I wonder if this is a character, like, you know, you've got Finn with his demon, right? Whether okay. you have the wolf, the wolf, like when he, right. when he like has that big match, he does, you know, a bit of a different entrance and he's channeling, channeling that yeah. spirit animal thing he Fuck has. yeah, I could get behind that. Could be cool, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dances with Wolves was on at work the other day. Yeah. Lit movie. <laughs> we see uh, Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley. Rhea tells Dom to not let Ray distract him tonight. And Rhea goes to kiss him when Lyra Valkyrie comes in and says, look, I did exactly what you wanted. I beat JC Jane. I did exactly what you said, and that made me realize you use people, you manipulate people, and you, you've been helping Dom every step of the way. So if you really believe Dom can do it on his own, then practice what you preach and stay out of it. Yeah, uh, telling some truths here, mm. but also I'm, I'm confused. Like, she kind of helped you. Why are you so angry at her? She's like, damn it, she told me to beat JC Jane. And I did. And I did. Fucker. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. It's a bit weird. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm trying to con, con, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the thing is there. Because if someone gave me advice and it worked, I wouldn't be angry at them. Mm. I'd be like, hey, thanks. Maybe I should do what you say often mm. or more. Can I join your club? Yeah. <laughs> but instead, hey, you told me to do that. I did it. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean lady. It was weird, yeah. Stop hanging out with your weird boyfriend. It's I like, agree. what, what does that have to do backwards. with anything? Yeah. Schism approach Stax and Tony D'Angelo and say, yeah, we heard you have information. And they go, yeah, we got information. You got information on the creeds? And they say, yeah, we got information. Uh, Tiffany Stratton's going to be in the next Barbie. Uh, <laughs> what else did they say? They had a few things here. Yeah, just, I caught that one. Just random like, uh, like gossip about yeah. different NXT characters. They say, but we don't have information on the creeds. And uh, that's when the Dyad try to get the followers to attack them. So Stax and Tony pull out crowbars and you back off. And they're like, all right, They okay. just keep, they keep the, the crowbar on, them on all the time. Stay, stay strapped. And Jagger Reed says, you know what? You actually have something that we want. And Joe Gacy tells them to stay on task and worry about the creeds. And Jagger Reed says, well, we'll stay on task for now. So Dyad wanting the tag titles... And still a little bit of tension within Schism with kind of Gacy not allowing them to hit their full potential. 
Yeah, I why think, are they worried about the creeds when these guys are champs? Yeah, I think that was the the line purposely is like, oh, stay on task. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the task when the task is right here. These are the champions. Yeah. So I, I do hope these guys don't leave, uh, and I hope they have a breakout like storyline and it kind of finishes. And I hope we don't get the. It's been a while where we just drop someone cold and they're gone, mm. and that's it. Because I do feel like they could still be a bigger deal outside of this, but who am I? We go to Briggs and Jensen taking on Dempsey and Gulak with Miles Bourne in their corner, one of their students now. Yeah, we've seen him get kind of stretched by these guys, mm-hmm. and now he's joined their gym, and here he is ringside, and pretty much right away, Drew on the apron is like, hey, Miles, 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 give me, give me, give me some water. And he's like, uh, I did, there's, we don't have any. I have the towel in here. That's all I brought up. You didn't bring any water? That's it. Get out of here. We don't want you here. Get out of here. It's like, what? <laughs> so kicks poor Miles out. He tells him to go backstage. He's useless. He's like, when do we ever bring water yeah. out? What are you talking about? Uh, there's a double slam from Brooks and Jensen. And then Briggs hits this big military press slam. Uh, Brooks and Jensen hit their slide under the ropes double punch thing. Please give this a name. They need a name and they need a pose right after yeah. they punch the guy. I'm yeah. fed up with saying, you know, they slide punch. under the rope, punch in the face thing. Let's call it the what did, the Miller High Life. The Miller, the Hoover. <laughs> the Hoover. Yeah. Um, Vic asks Booker T if he'd take Gulak and Dempsey on as trainers at his school in Houston. And I was worried for a sec. Booker would be like, uh, probably not, dog. I'm good. Like, I've got people. Yeah. But he's like, no, of course. Like, Gulak's tremendous and Dempsey's like... Uh, like coming along a real way, and Vic says, Yes, Dempsey with a regal ascent in the game. Uh, not to his father. Nice. Um, Dempsey locks in a cross arm breaker, which Briggs powers out with a big power bomb. A very power bomb here. Yeah, Briggs is a big boy as well, and he's th- he threw him here. I love that. And then when Brooks is on the outside, Damon Kemp runs out and hits a belly to belly on the floor. He gets slid in the ring, and he's just dead weight as Dempsey hits a. Dragon suplex, cool. one, two, three. And at the end of the match, we see Dempsey, Kemp, and Gulak all celebrating as a trio. Interesting. Yeah, there's like a whole new diamond mind. Without mm. Damon Kemp just floating around to different people, stirring the pot, yeah. seeing Trying what works. Yeah, let's see yeah. what I fit in here. Uh, I liked that um, Briggs and Jensen got some TV time here today. They showed some good stuff. I think Jensen, still being so young, clearly been watching his is Japanese wrestling and tapes and stuff. We've seen him do brain busters, mm. but like some really great lariat super kicks. This guy's been on point and I'm sure he didn't mind. Uh, I hope he's okay. Eating that dragon suplex where he got dumped on I his loved head. I love how he looked like he was already knocked out. He was. Suplex, yeah. Yeah. So it was just like completely dead. And yeah. A slower dragon suplex than normal. Cause it's just dead weight. And like, how do you really escape good. that? Yeah. You can't escape the pin. Right. Anyways. But yeah, a uh, pretty fun little match. I I'm really enjoying Briggs and Jensen as a team. I'm pleased they're back. I think I said before they, they're like a modern day APA. They, they have the potential to right. be like big, Big lads just throwing clotheslines and stuff, but I think both have really improved and yeah. they're really gelling together nicely. We haven't seen them in a while, but they clearly like they've been doing live shows. I think Jensen is was the younger like they wanted Briggs to teach him everything. Yeah. Like now they're a polished team, even with Fallon, who also had way lots of experience before WWE. This act probably would work on the main roster, I think like so. they're classic American dudes wearing you know 
doing that kind of shit would probably get over, I would say. Because you have a lot of... They'd hang out at Honest John's. Yeah, like they, they look like classic American team that we might not just... There's a, a gap of that right yeah. now. Maybe they could go for that. And Dempsey and Gulak I'm really enjoying as a unit as well. Yeah, I, 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 I have yeah. this one. Yeah, I, I see maybe we going for another match. Like I would imagine these guys are pissed at Kemp mm. too for this. Uh, Dana Brooke is with Kalani Jordan and says... I was waiting for that killer instinct to come out and I didn't see it. And this life, this place, WWE just consumes you. Ah. You, keep, you, you come in, you lose matches, you get given gimmicks and the shit and then people complain online. People, people make fun of you. People make fun of you. They tell you you should get a better job and, and do something you're better at. And She's it, just having a complete meltdown. She's just breaking down, mental Jordan, breakdown. And Jordan's like, yo, like that was my third match. <laughs> I just You've been it. here like nine years. I just had my third match. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. She says, I don't know what my killer instinct is yet. And Dana says, I'm going to go out and show what my killer instinct is next week when I face Blair Davenport. Oh, like, man. Dana Brooke better come with the fucking skewers next week she's coming with light tubes, light tubes. <laughs> tables flaming tables like Catwoman outfit she hits a, a girl once with a kendo stick and she thinks she's Nick Gage you know like it's <laughs> it's I actually want to see this killer instinct yeah. rather than it be I wear black now yeah yeah like I need a bit more than that Dana <laughs> yeah she's the one she's one kendo stick and she's hard now but yeah. it's like when when someone goes to a concert and they're like you know what I'm fucking punk now I'm yeah. metal as shit now <laughs> uh, Dana was just way over the top you know what I'm a Dana defender and uh, this was just funny uh, because she was just losing it and I think it's Purposely, I think Kalani is meant to be like, oh, like you're kind of crazy, and mm. it's going to turn into a feud. So, if I was Kalani, I'd go to Gulak and Dempsey. Like, I think, yo, teach me. I think that's where it's going to go. Is Dana's going to lose to Blair, and Kalani's going to be like, oh, are you okay? And she's going to like freak and then, out. Yeah, she'll yeah. be because we'll it's it. it was meant to be over the top. I don't yeah. think Dana's oh, that awful at yeah. acting. So. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> so uh, coming, we're soon. heading to this feud. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah, yeah. We go to Ivy Nile taking on Kiana James and in a little kind of insert promo as Kiana's making her entrance, she says, Gigi Dolan tried to expose my wild past. Yes. Do you remember when she, she found those Instagram pictures of her on a having a drink, a glass of a wine party. What a fucking Jezebel. This girl is crazy. Scum. You think Dana Brooks nuts? <laughs> wow. You haven't met Kiana. James you had a yet. glass of wine and you yeah. posted it on Instagram. Yeah. What? She's, what is wrong with you? She says, I can tap into this wild side when I need to. So tonight I'm going to show Ivy Nile my wild side. Oh, my God. I and guess because, like, her character is the business professional. Business you know, you, gotta, you know, you always have that one friend who's nuts. And you're like, you work at a bank? Yeah. Or you do that? And then you're like, oh, I, I have a different profile. I have a separate yeah. Instagram account. <laughs> So she throws her bag at Ivy right away and boots her in the face. I did like the start of this match. Yeah. It kind of finished with that promo ending. Yeah. I'm going to show her my wild side. And she just takes her head off. Uh, throws Ivy uh, shoulder first into the turnbuckle. Kind of hammerlocks it uh, to drive that right shoulder in. Uh, Ivy tries to come back with a dragon sleeper. But Kiana escapes. Uh, Niall then goes for a, a skin, uh, like a spin kick. And is like misses her by about a foot. And James bails to the outside. Kind of doesn't sell that she was hit there because it it was pretty bad. 
Um, after the break, we see that the schism and the followers are surrounding the ring and they start banging <laughs> on the mat. So throughout this whole match, it oh feels like God. something from like Thunderdome era or like, no, before that, like empty arena. Yeah, I don't weird. know what this is. You know, when you'd have the PC just like yeah. around the outside of the ring. Except it's all these dudes and or people in... Dollarama masks. Yellow masks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's then an arm lock uh, from Kiana that Ivy powers out of. She starts to come back with these kicks, hits a clothesline and a head scissors, a flying kick in the corner, followed by, and then runs into a big boot from Kiana, and then a spine buster for a two. And James goes right into a Fujiwara arm bar. Uh, Ivy gets out of it and hits a power slam for a two, and then a dragon sleeper, but Ava grabs the ankle. And this distracts Ivy, allowing Kiana to hit. It's kind of like the eat defeat, but to the shin. Uh, what does she call this? Is this or is this, this a new move? Yeah, this wasn't the 401k, no. so I wasn't sure what this was. So, like, yeah, drives the shin into the face. Uh, didn't Woods do something similar, I think? It's yeah. like the code breaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. And Kiana James wins the match. Yeah, kind of weird. This was really stupid, and I felt bad for, like... I, I guess because the Ivy with the Creeds, the storyline makes sense yeah. that they would come after her, but just kind of dumb. It, really, the Kian, like Kiana's promo was talking about Gigi. I was like, oh, is that still a thing? Yeah. I, I think that was, I thought that was over. So really, it should have been Ava Rain in the match, but clearly that's not where they thought she was ready, mm-hmm. I would assume. Uh, so they kind of just shoehorned, I, I don't know, it just felt really bizarre with, them around the ring. I very cheesy. Yeah, I very found silly. The, the followers start. It just looks so cheap. Yeah. And I think this has been the thing with a lot of this Gacy thing, right back to the. Yeah, I got know, flashbacks. Druids with I got Bronze. PTSD about the Druids. And uh, I, I'm more interested in, like, I'm more interested in the story of, like, Rip Fowler and Jaggery trying to break out of this thing now. Yeah. Um, but when it came to the actual match, I, I liked this more than both of. Like, both of these two's matches recently have kind of been a bit underwhelming for me. And I thought this was a bit of an improvement. And I liked uh, Kiana James' more wild side. She showed, was a bit more aggressive this, and I think it worked. The wild side. The wild side. Ooh, am I going to have Chardonnay tonight? Or yeah. Pino? Fuck it, I might smoke a joint. I might, oh my God. The wild side. The wild side. Uh, after the match, the uh, schism grab Ivy, and they're yelling, Where are the Creed's? And they're going to murder her in the middle of the ring when Tony, D'Angelo, and Stax run out for the save. Wow. With their crowbars. Yes. And they scare off all the, the druid. So Ivy's Italian now. Yeah. All of a sudden, Ivy is now Italian. By We were, we were wondering, where are they going to find another Italian? The third Italian. We found it. Uh, clearly, Ivy. Ivy we have no it. proof of this, that if she is, or in, is not Italian. But I got just uh, flashbacks of... Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out to save Stephanie McMahon from The Undertaker. Yep. And here is two Italians with crowbars saving the the gym lady from yeah. from the, from the smiley. Murder. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, clearly going like that being said, I am I'm kind of for Dyad, these guys against yeah. Stax and Tony. Yeah, could be that's com- some fun stuff. And it- maybe they take the titles from them, and then they go. Actually, I don't we- think Tony and Stax are people that need t- 
to have a long reign. Okay, yeah. So I could totally see it going on these guys. Yeah, you could do it to them, and then they go, actually, we don't care about the creeds anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we won the titles. And Gacy's like, no, 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 screw that. Like, we need to worry about the creeds, and then the creeds get the titles. Okay, once in a while in NXT, there's a segment, and we we tell you, you have to go and watch this. <laughs> I think back to those original Brooks and Jensen with the barbecue. Brooks and Jensen, Kyle and Vaughn in the woods. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is one I'm going to put on as soon as this uh, up next is finished. Humberto and Gaza texting each other to sad music. So this is it's like different. It cuts back and forth and split screens of them texting each other. You up? Um but the, you don't hear their voices ever. You just see, like, in, in shows or I'm thinking, like, what, like certain TV shows where it shows what like they're Euphoria texting. And things yeah. Like that, I think where they're texting. It shows, other. like, the text bubbles of them talking to each other and in the then screens. just looking, like, stressed and upset. And, like, sad and piano music. But again, no voices. Nope. So it's very quiet and somber for the next, like, two to three minutes. And, uh, yeah. And what I love is both of their, like, little photos on their texts. Are them like topless? It's like they're wrestling. Yeah, like their photo render. The fo- yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it be yours? And and I think Gaza is topless anyway throughout this. Yeah, whole yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's like they're like both at home in their separate apartments, and they're sad, so, and they're like pacing the place, and you hear like the sounds like. Yeah. So Gaza texts Humberto, going, "You didn't have to leave me like that, Humberto." grandfather expected more from us he gave us our names trained us and gaza goes yeah he watched us play as kids he was the one that started it all brought us into this business umberto we are embarrassing him gaza we should be honoring him umberto i wonder what he would think of us now and then they both look at pictures of their grandfather at the same time time. (laughs) I'm sure he's watching over us. And then we see Gaza with a single tear rolling down his cheek. <laughs> so they need, to, they need to make their grandfather proud. Oh, man. This was the, the cheesiest thing. I was... You know that uh, episode of Friends where Chandler and Joey like move out from each other for the first time? Right. And you've got Chandler looking out to the rain and then it's Joey looking out the rain but it pans out and it's like like a little like water feature right, like right. it's a fake window yeah, yeah, yeah that's what i got from this oh man it felt so fucking cheesy like it i love both these guys and kind of interested in the story but i don't think this was the right direction of where they're going with it they're taking something so modern from like again you mentioned like euphoria or other movies where they text and it's all sad and emotional but like just it's wrestling cut a promo why would you do it like you should have had the guy show up at the guy's house if you're gonna do something that's in their apartments in their like just so bizarre that this i was... i wonder if they're gonna be going uh kind of telenovela right maybe yeah and whether latin lover whether like this can't be a one-off like now you've done this now you've opened oh, the door no. with this like it needs to be more ridiculous. Them text buds? Just yeah, it needs more other. texting back and forth. Text go it green? It needs going around each other's house. and One of them's like, oh, what's going out. on? Come on, why is it yeah. green? Come on, where's um, my Wi-Fi? What's going on? This is on? very cheesy. And, it was so funny. Like, not supposed to be. Yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to see this whole thing being directed, especially when it's like Gaza, 
like really getting into it and crying. Cry- he cried for this. <laughs> a single tear. Oh my. This is great. Yeah. Uh, we need to recreate this. Yeah. <laughs> With me and you, except it's. <laughs> I, I need to like screen grab a bunch of bits from this segment for sure. Swap out the text with our text. Yeah. <laughs> we see Tyler Bate with uh, Noam Dar's Heritage Cup. He's polishing it up. And Metaphor come in and ask for Noam's property back. Bate says, no, I won it. And they go, nope, that cup belongs to Noam. Give it back. And then Nathan Fraser walks in holding his cup. And Bate asks if he's seeing double and Fraser says, I feel like I'm in that Spider-Man meme. <laughs> and Fraser says, Bate can give it back to Noam Dar if they admit that it's not the real championship. And Fraser says, you know what? I'll add on top of that. I will give you a shot for the Heritage Cup at Heatwave if you admit that it's not the real Heritage Cup. And Noam says, well, I can admit that is the cup that I held when, which that I held first yeah. and then Mensa lost that you didn't pin me for. So yes, technically you're right, but you never pinned me and it was Mensa that was pinned. And Fraser, so they hand the tight, uh, so Tyler Bate hands the fake one back to Noam Dar. They walk off and Bate goes say something and Fraser says, I know you owe me, I owe you one. I mean, yeah, Bate won it, so really he should be the one to... Bate's Bates being a good guy here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I find Fraser very cheesy. Yeah, like the Spider-Man meme, I think instead of saying that, I think he could have just done it. It's always so on the note. It's like all the Barbie references, this thing. It's like, hey, it's like Barbie. It's like Barbie. Be like Barbie. You don't need to say it's like Barbie. Here, do the... Yeah, you should have done the pointing thing. And people that know will know, and... Yeah. That don't, don't, you don't. Oh, it's like that Spider-Man meme where we're both pointing at you. I'm so sure that. one kid somewhere was like, oh, <laughs> the, sp- the yeah. Spider-Man meme. Oh. No, he should have just done it. He should have just walked up and went. Huh? So next week, no, sorry, Heat Wave. Heat Wave. Noem versus uh, Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, so the real, the real cup. And we've kind of set up for bait Fraser after that. I hope no one wins. Yeah. I hope no one wins it back because I don't want to see him get depressed again. be sad again. Yeah, he needs to win it for a bit yeah. and then get these guys to fight. We then get the big kind of dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun championship music as we see Dragon Lee and Dominic Mysterio making their way to the ring backstage. And we cut to Tiffany Stratton who's asked by Mackenzie Mitchell, hey, what's next? She goes, that's a great question. TBH, I have a lot on my mind. I went on a shopping spree and splurged. And I got this pink bodysuit and it's so me. It's so Barbie. But then I bought a blue dress and I just look so hot in it. It's a major dilemma. Then I saw this white skirt screaming, buy me, buy me. But Mackenzie, whatever I wear, I'll send you lots of pictures. Or this outfit is so me. It's so tiff tiff. And Mackenzie like, no, no, I meant... Who's your next opponent? She goes, oh, I haven't thought that far. I know. No one. And walks off. Toodles. Yeah, Tiff being Tiff. Definitely a, a character I, I, I like on this show. She didn't really have to say too much here. Just kind of rem- reminding us that she's champ. But I do imagine we get some sort of TV defense at Heatwave. And I would imagine Roxy's the No Mercy program. So she'll beat someone. 
in a few weeks. I, I really like like how they're... I, I'm taking her more and more as a baby face every week. Yeah. Like, she's not saying anything mean here, but she's just riding her her cloud of being the champion. And then it, and it's like, oh, I don't really mind. She puts people over yeah. after she's beaten them. I guess it's kind of like Alicia Silverstone in Clueless. Like, it's, you're quite, so- it's endearing in a yeah, way, like, yeah. even though it's so, like, uh, you know... As if. Over the top and into yourself. It, it's kind of endearing. Like I And I think she's very good at doing it. Definitely good at it, for sure. Um, Trick Williams is asked if it's... A, was oh, it yeah. Dan Mather interviewing him? <laughs> Pour one out. No, no, definitely. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a while. Shout out Dan Mather. Uh, no, so this is Trick leaving and someone's... Hey, hey, He's Trick. He's in the parking lot, so I'm worried. Yeah, I was definitely holding, holding my breath for this. Uh, he's asked if it's a good idea to poke the bear of Ilya Dragunov. And, poke the dragon. Yeah, poke the dragon, that's right. And that's when Wesley pulls up, who's clearly fine after his beatdown earlier, and says, hey, tell Mello when he's done with Dijak, when I'm done with Dijak, I'm going for him. And Trick's like, yo, tell him yourself. Like, I ain't yeah. a messenger. And that's when Kemp, Gulak, and Dempsey approach him. And uh, Dempsey, uh, sorry, Trick just runs them all down. He says that <laughs> Trick is so hilarious. Kemp's been eating a load of hamburgers. He says because uh, Demp- Kemp is like says something kind of threatening to Trick, and he's like, "What are you going to do with your old clunky ass?" <laughs> and then says, and then calls uh, Dempsey, Drew, and and Kemp, Charlie in the chocolate factory. He calls them Oompa Loompas. Yeah. Oh my god, I was dying laughing at this. And then Miles Bourne shows up, and they're like. You're late, Miles. You're late. No, you know what? Like, can't steal Chase's thunder of the, like, well, you know, swearing and being over the top, but I really think they should. It's going to be an ongoing gag. It's it's got to get to that point, because here they're like, you're late. Get out of here. And next week it's going to be like, he'll have the water ready, and he'll be like, where's my towel? Or it'll be something else. It'll be something more ridiculous. The young boy, Miles. But yeah, Trick Williams, man, is got the gift of the gab for sure. He's so quick. Like, it makes me laugh, but noting it, I've always, like, missed He's so funny. He he, he could definitely cut down anyone, honestly. I believe it. He's so funny, and I, I can't even imagine how he comes up with some of these things, but also, like, is some of it just on the fly, and, like, yeah, he's, he's, Complete 180 of the... I can remember the first time seeing him on screen, just like thinking he was kind of bumbling around. And now I'm like, you might be one of the top talkers in WWE, which is just super high praise. I thought he had a great night on this show. And this had me howling, calling Charlie in the chocolate factory. Ray Mysterio comes out. Big reaction. They put the cameras on the crowd here, like, right away before his music hits. See their reaction. Yeah, tons of people in Ray masks. Loads of kids in Ray masks and Ray doing his, you know, putting his head to them and all that. He gets the mic. What do you think he says to them? He says, (laughs) give me my mask back. (laughs) No one's ever going to believe you, you little shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He says, NXT Universe. Acknowledge me. No, let me introduce to you the future North American champion, Dragon Lee. And we go to the match. North American title, Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley defending the title against Dragon Lee with Rey Mysterio in his corner. Uh, Both are running the ropes and uh, Dom does a diving roll over Dragon Lee, proving he's got some lucha in him as well. That was the story last week saying he's the greatest luchador of all time. Finally got the Mysterio name famous. So I actually loved that because in this match, he, he was doing lucha stuff. Yeah. I, I thought he was, some, some, he stepped it up, I thought. Yeah. Uh, Dragon hits a head scissors. 
Uh, Dom stares down Ray on the outside, which allows Dragon to kind of flip through the ropes, drop kicking him to the floor. And this is where Vic Joseph brings up, it was actually exactly one year ago today where Rhea brought in uh, a beaten up Dominic Mysterio to Rey Mysterio. So when, wow. when they're feuding before he joined them, That's that was right. a year ago. Uh, after the break, we see Dom hit uh, an Eddie-like scent on a Tomico and then rips off one of his boot tassels and just throws it at Ray on the outside. <laughs> uh, Dom then hits the three amigos and then does the cradle for a two count right after. Yo, great spot here. Like, tr- it's almost a trick move. I-, I see him winning a match with this down the line mm. when you least expect it. Think about it. Everyone does the three amigos, but on the third one, you inside cradle the guy. It's not the person countering you. Yeah. It's you doing it. I think it's pretty clever. Uh, Dom then gets a bit mean and is delivering these forearms to the back of the head and just these punches to the face. Kind of cross-facing him, yeah. like slugging him. And the dude's wearing a mask. You can't even see these. And then Dom starts to try and unmask Dragon Lee, but Dragon fires back, uh, gets him in the corner. It looks like he's setting up for, uh, what is it, the Shattered Dreams? Curtain call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shattered Dreams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but hits a dragon screw in the corner, and then sends Dom to the outside and hits this crazy fast Tope Suicida. Looked awesome. Sending him smacking into the table. Uh, there's then a running knee to the side of the head from Dom for a two count, and then a double, and then Lee hits a double stomp to a drape Dom for a two, uh, which Rhea almost runs in the ring for to break up. This like, looked awesome, yeah. Uh, Dom then escapes a power bomb and hits a neck breaker. Uh, there's a superplex from, uh, sorry, a suplex from Dragon followed by a super kick from Dom. And then Dom hits the 619 right in front of his dad, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> hey, he's, he's gotten better at it. Looks Bit good. more speed now. Yeah. Goes for the frog splash, but Dragon Lee gets his knees up. And then Dragon delivers this huge Liger bomb for a two count. I, don't, I bit on this being it. And I can't believe the Dom kicked out of it. His head bounced. Then Rhea slides the North American Championship into the ring. Dominic picks it up. He's going to use it against, uh, against Lee. But Ray pulls it off of Dom. Um, but then when uh, the the ref is trying to like get that off, that's when Rhea Ripley hits Dragon Lee with the Women's Championship. And Dragon Lee falls into a Michinoku driver from Dom for the win. And still. You got to respect the Michinoku driver being oh, yeah. used as a finisher here. Uh, hats off to Dom. It's the little things in wrestling that I love because what a great move. That doesn't get the respect I love it deserves right, yeah. in wrestling. Uh, yeah, I love this match. I thought Dom really stepped it up here. Going with someone as fast and as crisp as Dragon Lee, uh, I was actually really surprised at Dirty Dom and how he could keep up the pace and... I, I I understand when people are like, oh, Dom, he's Nepo baby getting the push and never really learned how to wrestle. I don't know. Dom is really great at getting beat up. Yeah. He knows how to get beat up. There's an art to it, and he knows how to do that. And his character, w- before turning heel, like you mentioned, almost a year ago now to this day, like before you're like, oh, I don't want to see Rey Mysterio's lame kid get beat up. Now you, you love he's watching He's starting it. to look more like, and still like their words, like looks more like a superstar yeah, now. Like yeah. the gear works with him so yeah, well. Yeah, the art bar Eddie gear is just fantastic. I, I really think he's getting better and better. And secretly having him in NXT is helping because oh, yeah. clearly this is what he's down here for. Hey, why don't you work a match with someone like Dragon Lee who's just awesome and can teach this guy some great things. I thought he made Dom look good and I thought Dom made 
Dragon Lee looked really good. So uh, the 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 wrestling was tail ending of just great wrestling on this episode of NXT tonight. Yeah, and and thank you for a, a two Australian dollar super chat from Dickie Bird who says you can't spell dominant without Dom. Thank you, Dickie. Uh, yeah, I think this like technically might be the best Dominic match I've seen singles match like the Ray one is so entertaining yeah 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 yeah, but like in ring work in a singles capacity I think of the ones I've seen this might be the best absolutely I thought he held his own I thought you're right he does bump around great like some of the moves Dragon Lee was hitting on him he was selling fantastically but I didn't think he was a slouch in this either and I thought he more than held his own I'm really enjoying this title run, and I love everything about Dom: the look, the shirt, the the hair, the grease ball way he acts. I think it's such a great part, and the ratings of the past few weeks of NXT have gone up, and I'm sure it went up even more with Rey Mysterio being advertised for this match here tonight. And I'm I'm happy and not surprised that Dom retained because we can just keep going and doing this until finally the person who beats him gets a bigger rub, which. Could be Dragon Lee down the line or, or Axiom or, or something like yep. else down the line. But really, really enjoying this. And he's just become in, – in today's age, it's hard to find that in wrestling. Like we have so many cool bad guys yeah. and cool catchphrases. This guy, th- we're all in on the let's boo him and it's fun. And that he's, he's got something special and they've got something special. But really enjoyed this match. And as NXT is an episode, there's a lot of stuff I laughed at, but – well, that's not all. Well, that's right. Uh, after the match, uh, Ray and Dom are staring each other down, and Rhea gets between them and starts like poking Ray. When Lyra Valkyria runs out and uh, takes out Rhea with a spin kick, the Falcon kick, if you will, Falcon kick, and stands tall with uh, Ray and Dragon Lee. So, setting up, I assume, a Rhea versus Lyra match down the line. You could also potentially do a mixed. Six tag or a a mixed tag Whoa. with these combinations. Yeah, it looks like Dragon Lee versus Dom and Rhea, I guess, is the, the thing we're yep. going to maybe next week. But it would be cool if we got Ray wrestling. Get Ray and Finn involved. Heat Wave? Ray and Priest involved. Ray knows like a few that. things about Heat Waves, I'm yeah, sure, from exactly. ECW. Let's go. Bring him back in there. But yeah, uh, Lyra kind of now against Rhea, which is confusing. Because she Doesn't, helped you. Yeah, the, the story hasn't really made a whole lot of sense. Uh, but She's just Lucha now. <laughs> also, well, Rhea, like, uh, sorry, Lyra, no, like, bird stuff. She was just in, like, black skirt and top. and Yeah, yeah. So she completely looking. lost that, yeah. I assume maybe still with her entrance and things, who have bird shit on her. But... Or it's a or it's a, a trick, and she's tricking Mysteri- Rey Mysterio. and To join Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad. That'd yeah. Be cool. But That'd she did okay. take Rhea's head off here, but, ah, yeah. wrestling. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed this episode. I thought the there was some good wrestling on this, and and generally some pretty pretty fun stuff this week. Yeah, like I said, uh, top and tail with the opening match of Axiom and um, sorry Axiom and Ali. <laughs> Ali, which which was just fantastic, and then the main event with Dom and Dragon Lee, like really good wrestling. I really enjoyed the rounds match as well. I thought the rounds match was fun. Uh, I thought the promo segment with Ilya and Trick was really good. Um, Umberto and Gaza, funny for the wrong reasons, maybe. But yeah, overall, I I really like this show. I thought the matches got a good amount of time as well. The the thirty minutes commercial free definitely helps. And something I noticed twice on this show uh, was Vic Joseph saying the names of the referees, which WWE always going back and forth with this. Sometimes 
like they always used to say like referee Charles Robinson referee Earl Hebner and then it was a whole Vincism where we shouldn't even see the referees oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. won't say their names and I haven't meant noticed them name check the refs uh, in NXT until this week when they did it like two or three times. Right, okay. I just found like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think... Just these weird WWE-isms that... They're kind of going come away. Come in and come out, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I like this episode, NXT, and then announcing the heat wave for what, next... Week ne- after next. The week after next. So next week we got Wesley versus Dijak, and the winner faces... Don? Car- Carmelo Hayes. Oh, Melo, right, yes. At heat wave. So, I mean, are we getting... Wes versus Mello already? Yeah, or I could see Dijak getting his win back over Wes and Dijak. You could you could save Wes and Mello for No Mercy, couldn't you? Yeah, have it spread out like. Uh, yeah, that's possible. I could see Dijak against Mello for Heatwave, perhaps. So next week, Wes versus Dijak. We got next week Trick versus Drew Gulak. All right. Because he's setting up for his match in two weeks against Dragunov. So, yeah, some, some like, interesting next few weeks of, of NXT, considering they got, like, a little bit of a TV special. But, yeah, you're potentially getting Wes or Dijak or both of them versus Mello for mm. that Heatwave show. So, some, some pretty good stuff heating up. And then on top of that, what? Uh, got Blair and Dana next week as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in two weeks... Uh, Noam Dar in the Heritage Cup against yes. Nathan Frazier. So yeah, a lot of some some really good wrestling, yeah, some good stuff coming up here. So uh, yeah, I was pretty positive on this week's episode. Well, that's what we thought. Let's go to the Facebook group, see what you thought. We have a Poison Rana Facebook group. Go join it. It leads you to the page, and we put up feedback and everything on there. There's even a chat you can join. There is. Uh, people like to chat while wrestling's on. So join. And in. well, I'm going to start with Magan, who says, "I knew that was too good to be true." <laughs> the little go. ship weaselled his way out. The rear assist is getting redundant. No mercy should be Dragon Lee's day. I'm having faith because he was protected. Jesus, the company's obsession with heat. If they want heat, go outside. There's plenty of it right now. <laughs> anyway, Ali Axiom was so ill. Heatwave looks good with Wesley Dijak going at it again and Trick Ilya. The Creed boys got to come out of hiding next week to set up the final confrontation against the schism. Bait versus Dar made me laugh with how Dar lost his Heritage Cup. I love that Lyra, Lyra Valkyria stepped up by the end. Thank you, Meg. Wow, I love that, uh, Megan. I thought that was pretty funny. We go to Sean, who writes in, Really good show tonight with a lot of action. Ali and Axiom started the show with a bang. Bait and Dar had another excellent Heritage Cup match, though the payoff with Frazier was a little anticlimactic. Briggs and Jensen versus Gulak and Dempsey was a strong tag match. The big surprise of the night to me was how much I loved Braun versus Vaughn. It was very physical, big men clash, and miles ahead of the last time these two locked up. Both guys are really growing into their current roles. Vaughn's saving Stone and putting Braun through the table was very satisfying. Yeah, that's the right word. I just It just hit on so many levels. Uh, he continues, the women's matches were on the weaker side this week. I need Dana Brooke off my TV ASAP. She is doing Kalani Jordan no favors. The schism stuff was, what was it? The sooner we get the creeds back, the better. And the main event delivered on all fronts. Strong match with Dom and Dragon, while the finish and post-match set up possible mixed tag for the next week, and possibly even Lyra versus Rhea, maybe for the title at Heatwave, or possibly No Mercy. Lyra stepping up to Rhea and Dom was another strong part of the show. The build to Heatwave is off to a good start. I, I agree. And maybe you do Lyra, Rhea on Heatwave. Maybe for the title? I don't know. That's a bit much, but you like could. Like for, for <laughs> title? title? You could. Yeah. Lyra doesn't have to win. To... Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and finally, uh, Niruban says, continues to be my favorite show on WWE. The main event delivered. Dom is an amazing heel. I'm dying for a great baby face to finally beat him. Yeah, who's it going to be, though? I don't know. I have to wait and see. But the the era of Dirty Dom in NXT is only just beginning here. But yeah, I'd like to see more Rey Mysterio. And I like the way the integration of the main roster people are also... It's really worked. I, NXT's definitely found its stride. Yeah. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Really days. enjoyed this episode. And I, I love when there's good wrestling. And I definitely got a lot of that. You still got some funny stuff, though. You still got... Lotharios texting. There's funny shit on it. <laughs> yeah, there's wrestle crap show, and yeah. everything. But highlight highlights was the wrestling, and highlights were these two guys texting and yeah. crying and doing it. Is that how we text? When you text me, uh, hey, uh, can you pick up TP? We're out. Yeah. I shed a tear. <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to us ramble on about some NXT wrestling here tonight. Uh, we can't do this without you, so thank you for listening and supporting. Follow us on all the socials, if you will, at PoisonRonaPod for everything. PoisonRonaPod.ca for all the links of the stuff that we do, including our Patreon. And it's only five bucks for hundreds of podcasts at your pleasure and leisure there. So go check it out. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back on Sunday with the new Poison Rana, chatting everything about AEW, uh, Dynamite, Collision, everything going into hopefully some more matches announced for All In as we're gearing up for our little trip. And like we said, we will be back next Tuesday, but then for the weeks after that, a few weeks after that, B and Cena will be filling in. So uh, looking forward to to hearing some of their thoughts on Mm. NXT as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. Make sure you follow postwrestling.com for all the updates on everything wrestling, including the G1. You're going to be hanging out with Karen, chatting about some G1. That's going to be great. So lots and lots of podcasts. Thank you for listening. I myself, Brayden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and I'm on Instagram. I'm at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And your ass is gonna get tabled. Ahoy! Oh,